Welcome, welcome, welcome. What an episode we've just had. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I have to say, that episode we've just had with Aunt Melbourne was awesome. The experience this guy's had, everyone can relate. And if you can relate in anything during this episode, drop it in the comments. We want to know. Let us know. Because, boy, you touch all my emotions. Yes, Everything. mate. Yes, mate. I was speechless. I was like a bit feeling a bit like, oh my God, it might like it was mad. Yeah. But good. Mad, mad, mad. But before we get to it, I want a big shout out to my man Ziggy. He streams on Twitch. And his streams have been awesome. Why? Because they've been mental health talk. They stream every night. And there's a there's this I think, if I'm not right, if I'm not wrong in saying here. They have got a psychologist on with him. So the talks are awesome. I was I, I jump in quite a lot, just see what he's doing and what they're on about. And you can relate to everything they're saying, just like our episodes. So I'm going to drop his links in the YouTube channel right now. Get on the links, follow, and have a jump into his stream, man. Do it. Spread the love. Spread the love, baby. And also, Luke. Oh, you can't see it. It's it's lighted here. That is the beard bomb from the man-made beard company. And I can tell you now, absolute pure sex in my beard right now. (laughs) It just feels amazing. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to drop the links in get on there if your husband or partner's got a beard or if you're listening and you've got a beard and you want to look after it get on the link potty 10 it'll help us out and also it will help the charity mind because 5% of his profits go to them so boof help us out and also will help your beard yes Exactly, mate. Get on it. I think you need to get some in, bro. I need to, man. It's growing nice, that is. Look at that. Woohoo! Yeah, boy. We're getting there. We're getting there. Slowly, slowly, but steady. We're getting there. Yeah. And also, like, comment, share, and most importantly, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Please, please, please. And just share the love, spread it, be kind, come on. And YouTube is doing really well. iTunes and Spotify and all the other platforms we're on are awesome. We fucking love you all. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy this episode. <laughs> Hey, up! We've got Malbino. What is happening? Oh, how are we? Where where did that nickname come from? Kids Grove. I don't even know. Is it how um... it started? V. I think it was uh, Ian Cooper did it on the on uh, the Twitter account. I think I scored a couple of goals. 
yeah. must have done a trick or must have done a trick or something. And it's but but Malbino, then it's just stuck from there. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it would have like so it's quite new then. It's not like from back in like Kidderminster mm. days. Oh no no no, it was kids kids Grove. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, I've been there now about five years. So. It's about five years old, yeah. But yeah, it's not a bad name. <laughs> it's not bad name. No, I'll take it, sir. I just to introduce good. myself to all the chicks. <laughs> no joking, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, would it be right in me saying that your footballing kind of career started right at the start? Was is it Derby County? Yes, um, I was at Derby at the under 16s. That was my first ever. Yeah, like competitive. Yes, yeah, I was always played Sunday league. Like, I always played a year above myself in there growing up. So yeah. like under, when I was like, I would say under under 13s, always played like under 14s and all that kind of thing. Um, then I went to Derby uh, under 16s last year at school. Nice. How was that? What was that like? Because you have oh, different than Sunday league. Oh, brilliant. I mean, it was when they were in the Premier League as well. The, first, yeah. the year when they got their least, least, least amount of points, I think it was. I think Paul Jewell was a manager with like Robbie Savage and all them were there. So I've gone from yeah. playing, pl- playing on Bradley, Bradley pitches to yeah. uh, Derby's training ground because their their training grounds are uh, unbelievable, absolutely yeah. unbelievable. So like going there, and I think uh, my first game was against Aston Villa, and I ended up scoring two. Nice. Then, it, then it just went on, just went from there really, and it was it was good because the level of players you're coming up against. I think that was when Man City just started becoming. Becoming good there, academy and all. I remember playing against like teams like that, and they were just they were unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but but the the thing itself was massive because I like, say you're going from playing from your mates on Sunday league to coming up against up, up and coming players who've ended up playing in the prem and or had a good career in football. So it was it was good. Yeah, different feeling. It's a bit more intensity than just tipping up on a Sunday with the old shin pads and boots. Yeah, massively, massively. <laughs> it was a, tra- it was a training that 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 probably first, but like not put it up. But we were training like three times a week. I think it was Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. It was like yeah. so we were training three times a week doing that. And obviously, I'm used. To, I used to train once a week on a Sunday, even at kids. So you're a young lad who's got, wants to go out with all his mates, anger, but do you know what I mean, and do all that kind of stuff, and then. All of a sudden, it goes from that to having trained three, three times a week and play on a Saturday and and all that kind of thing. So I think that was hard for me. Yeah, because I was one of them people that love love going out all the time. With like, say, with me, going hanging about on the streets and just just playing football on the streets or you know causing a little bit of mischief and all that kind of thing. So going from that to that, that was a real like culture shock to me. Yeah. Hey, hey, Monty, bit of bobber yeah. knocking. They do a bit of bobber knocking in your day. Yeah. Bobber <laughs> knocking, <laughs> cotton knocking. All right, well, what is that? What is that? You don't know what bobber knocking is? We do. We'd hide on top. Uh, we used to ride on top of a garage, like tie cotton to someone's like knocker, hide on top of the garage and pull it so it goes knock. Then we'd lie down on top of the garage as they come out to look. And so, as soon as they shut the door again, you'd do it again and slide again. It's brilliant. See, you see if I'd done that in Colombia. Hmm. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Never thought of that. That's why I don't I, that's why I don't know what it what it what it is, what it was. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to do it. Nah. Edge hopping as well. Did you do that? Bit of edge hopping. No, anything like that, bro. Nah. If, if there's like a s like a real good straight of gardens. Melton Road back of groomies. <laughs> nah, mate. 
Yeah, Melton Road was the best for that. Fifth one, mate. You're getting with a baseball bat. Someone's waiting. For you. <laughs> oh, we had knife man. Knife man had come out for you. Knife you man. Avoid... Yeah, you had to avoid knife man in our end. Yeah. Be oh, careful nice. of that. Knife man still with us. To be, to be fair, we Let's have heard of him for ages. Let's find out. That? Let's go find no, out. TVR man as well. He was murder. Going what? back and visit chasing his TVR for days. Honestly. Yeah, we, to be fair, TVR we had, man. We had one like that in Colombia. We used to call him. We used to call him. Um, ah, what's, what's his name? Anyway, there was this name that we used to call him, right? This guy had this big pedal bike. He had like <laughs> spikes on them. He was dressed like a robot, mate. And yeah, called him this weird name. He used to bring out this big machete and I would chase around the whole town. Machete, <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> that, wow. that is painting me a great picture of your childhood, mate. That's what I'm saying. As a child, when you're growing up, yeah, we're fearless. You get me? Like, in terms, yeah, of, definitely. You're, you're calling people this, and you know it's dangerous to call a certain person, yeah. And you're just calling them names. You're just doing that. Like, you knocking and lying down and things like that. <laughs> yeah. And then we grow up. It's like, no, nah, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd I'd love have that all that feeling of like not being like not having the fear anymore like I was when a kid. Because I don't I don't know. You know Bath Pool. It's a yeah. local local park around Kids Grove Way. Uh, there's um there's a tunnel. Just as you come through the entrance, uh, and then you come off into the woods, go down a bit. There's a there's a big massive tunnel, and it's a good, I'd say it's a good fifty foot drop, yeah. Mm. And there's a massive branch that hangs over the top of this. You know what went on that? Uh, tree swing, mate. Tree swing, oh yeah. So, and the branch was wasn't the best branches. And you just swing out with a fifty foot drop, and right below you've got like boulders and all sorts at the bottom. And the police used to come down all the time and cut it. So we make another one, and then they come and they cut it. And then it comes to the point where they just, boof, they just chop the fucking branch off. We were fuming, man. I thought they chopped the whole tree down. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You see, because it's like that, mate. It's like if I saw a tree swing over a fifty foot drop now with boulders and everything at the bottom. Oh like, man. You- like, You'd be no. panicking, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, no, not today. When you're no. younger, though, that that's a challenge. Can I not fall? Oh, I'll yeah. try. I'll yeah. go as fast as I can and see if I don't fall. Yeah. <laughs> Swing as far as you can out. And yeah. you, hear the, you hear the branch going. Oh, I don't yeah. even, even go down the hill now fast on my bike. I have to go dead slow just in case. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pressing my brakes all the way down now. Yeah. <laughs> my brakes are going. <laughs> <laughs> It's like them Just hoverboards. It's like them hoverboards, isn't it? Have you had, have you been on one of them yet? <laughs> nah, like, doing that. No way. Hey, the kids have got yeah. one. I'm fucking shit scared of standing on it. I'm like this on the side. <laughs> nah, nah, not for me. So, if there was one thing I'd want back from my childhood, it'd be that. Just fuck fear. I might be yeah. dead by. I might be dead by now, but. At least, at least you'd have fun, right? Yeah. You'd have fun. <laughs> Talking of fun, Port Vale. Was that fun for you, Malbs? I think in, in the in the youth team, it, it was at yeah. first. Um, yeah. When I first, I say, 
from Derby and um, it was one of them where you go live in digs in Derby, get like offered a scholarship or go back living at home. Yeah. Round the corner like from Sneed Green. So Vale was just up the road. And um, so I, I went to training with Vale after my first first uh, training session with him. Andy Porter and Mark Grew were the youth team managers. I only did one training session with him. And yeah. they, offered me, they offered me a scholarship straight away. No way. So very, yeah, so I was very, very lucky there. And um, it was on my doorstep. I just couldn't turn it down. Yeah. So um, played Carlisle on the weekend after I signed. Started for the youth team. Bear in mind, I'm still in school. So I, I was buzzing. It scored. We lost. I think we lost 2-1 or 3-1, but I scored. Yeah. And then it just went from there. And then I enjoyed my time. I was like very lucky in the youth team to play play with some of the players I've played with and just like and come up against the players I did as well. Um, yeah. It was very enjoyable for the two years I was in, well, the three years I was in the youth team. What, what, so what, with a scholarship, what, what does that entail? Does it entail like classwork as well as playing? Yes, basically what it is, is so uh, we got, got offered a two year scholarship. Uh, it was, so obviously, when I was under sixteen in the youth team, you're still a school boy. So you you you, are, you, you travel with him, but you wouldn't get paid because you're still in school. So yeah. as soon as you get off that scholarship, when you leave school, I think my first one was my first year was fifty five pound a week, and you had to go college down Fenton College on a Tuesday afternoon and Thursday yeah. all day. I believe it was Thursday all day. Yeah, Thursday all day to do a BTEC, like a BTEC uh, sports diploma. It was. Oh, right. um, so you do that for two years, but also you do your coaching level two coaching as well. Oh, so you nice. do that, or you yeah. do all that over the two years. So you, you did come. The one thing I will say, the good about the the youth the youth thing is you do come out with a quali- qualification and something. Yeah, um, the, you do look look for things outside of football as well, which which is a good thing because there's a lot of people who do go into the youth team, don't they? And then all of a sudden they, that's, they think that's the dream. That's what they're going to do. Then yeah. when they do get released, it just hits them like a pile of bricks. So the, as much as it's at all preparing for life outside of football, you do start that from, from the youth team. Yeah. And then from the youth team to the first team, was that? Or yeah. Was it, was it reserves and then first? No, well, no, but you basically how it was, is obviously you've I played in the uh, youth team in the reserves. Um, you get offered the after the two years, you get offered a, a, a professional contract. Yeah, so got offered one, uh, which you're in the first team. You well, obviously you can play reserve football. You can't play youth then because obviously you're too old. So if you're not playing first team football, you will be playing reserves. Um, and I think that's when it went basically downhill really for me, where I hate, I had just hated it, hated football. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't like. Just it was Mickey. I don't know. I've, I've not. I've never been afraid to say this. As, as good as good as he was at Vale and all that for some people, for me he was a bully. Yeah, he was and just what, an out. He was just an outright bully for me. In what way? Oh, what what way was what that? Way, yeah. uh, the, he used to like pick on us all the time in the youth team. Like the other used to. Back then, I was like, I say I'm a big lad now, but back then he used to call me a right fat prick and fat yeah. twat. Yeah, yeah, he used to do all, all them kind of things. I remember one uh, once where. He'd one of them people that would humiliate you in front of everybody. Oh, mate. So pe- people would sit there and saying like, oh, that, that, that's how football should be. Like he was doing it for challenging. No, he wasn't. He, in my eyes, and this is my story, yeah. he was never doing it to challenge. He was no. doing it to to make you fear him, if you get what I mean. And I, I understand there's a great 
great difference in fear and respect. Yes. Now it, there's a difference. There's a massive that you can still fear somebody and respect them. I feared him and didn't respect him because of the way he was. Wow. Um, so I'd never run through. I would never have ran through a brick wall or anything for him. Other people love that kind of thing, and they and they did. Yeah. But I think, and I think for me though, that's why I always end up rebelling against him because that's how that's how he was. So obviously later on when we talk about different things, you'll understand the managers who I like playing for compared compared to him. If yeah. if that makes sense, but it, it wasn't just. I remember. Loads of things because someone forgot to put toilet paper in his in uh, in the first team dressing room. It was supposed to be one of the youth team lads. Yeah, I, I don't know who it was. Or I don't really care to be fair. He waited in, <laughs> and then he would just come out and just just not even wiped his arse and he'd come out and then and just just cane everyone, cause all that everything under the sun, say you release you not you're not good enough play for this club and all that kind of thing. All over toilet paper and you're just thinking, what, what what's what's going on here? Uh, there was there was loads there was loads of things. He was he was just a he was just a bully. And that that's that's my opinion. Yeah mate. Yeah. Whether 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 people like it or not, I don't really care. That's my opinion. And it's very valuable the things I went through when when I was like when he was the, the manager. Yeah, so it's your experience, isn't it? Um, yeah. I reckon, like, as a youth team player, obviously, growing up and wanting to be a professional footballer, if that was a dream, I bet, or I'm guessing wrong. Yeah, and, oh, mate, yeah, 100%, yeah. And then having, like, um, obviously, a manager who <clears throat> just, instead of sort of, like, guiding you and showing you respect, obviously, respect is earned regardless. Yes, when you're a young professional coming through, the first thing you need to do is earn the respect and the trust of the first team players and the manager. But then how can you even do that as a youth team player if you're not being respected yourself? Yeah. Being just shown and, like, in your case, bullied. Yeah, how that's then, that's how I felt, yeah. How, that must have affected you like, moving forward. Yeah, well, it did that from that. I think that's why, obviously, the reasons why I end up like, like leaving because it come to a point where I just wouldn't show up. I just didn't want to be around him. So, like, I did, the, the one of the main instances was uh, going island with island with the first team. So I we're wanna, supposed I to go preseason tour. I read about it. So basically, what it was is um, it, it was just it was it was going away in Ireland for a week in a little town. His pre-seasons were horrible, but the running and that net, it never bothered me. That, that, that never bothered me. Do you get what I mean? Like, it, it was horrible. It really was. But the more I thought, I was thinking, would I want to go away for a week with him? I've got none of my family or any threat, anything around me. Oh, and, and, allow, and allow him to try and, like, in my head, like, came me, bully me and try and make me feel this big in front of all the face team and all that kind of thing when I just signed my first contract. So the more I weighed it up, bearing in mind, like all through when it's talking about football, I was top goal scorer in the youth team. Yeah. Whenever I played in reserves, I'd scored. Um, I played all through like, the pre-season games for the face team. I played, I scored. So it was never my football ability that ever held anything back without sounding big-headed. Yeah. It was just the way he treated me. And and it never and like that island thing and I just, the more I weighed it up, I was like, I was speaking to my mate uh, Ben O'Connell, and then I was like, I ain't going. You know, what do you mean? I says I ain't going. I says I am not going away with them 
for a week in another country, even if it was only Ireland, for wait, in another country, for him to do that to me in another country, says there's no way. Because so, if it was like, if it was outside on the street and I'm not, I'm, or anything, if he spoke to me like that in the streets, we'd deal with it there, like there and then. Yeah. But as a manager, you've got to, you, you can't be saying stuff like that. That's, that's outrageous of a, of a youth lad saying that. And I shouldn't, and I shouldn't have even thought that, but that's probably my age as well. The immaturity of my age. How old were you at like the time? 17, just yeah. turned 17. So that that's our fault. Now being the, the age I am and uh, the older, the experience, more wiser, I'd have dealt with it more differently. I'd have gone in saying, why would you keep like doing that? Are you doing it to motivate me? Or are yeah. you doing it to like please yourself or whatever and then and then add a adult concept and sort it. And he, and for his reasons might have been totally different to the way I thinking. But yeah. I never knew where I stood. Never, ever, ever knew. That's, and that's, that's <laughs> I was about to ask you, you know, like obviously it's happened and if you like you just said, if you could go back in time and you know better now in regards of how to handle things, how to basically Go and face your fears, right? Yeah, I, I was petrified of him. I was scared of that man, honestly. Yeah, I was. Pet- I was. I, I'm sure you might have heard the stories. You know what I mean? I was. I was hot, man. I'd never trusted. I never trusted a guy who was born in Sheffield, but had a co- Cockney accent, mate. Trust me, there's no <laughs> way I'm not having that, mate. I was petrified of him, mate. <laughs> No, I never trust the man who's got a the accent from Sheffield. What, what what I'm saying, yeah, if you if if you could go back in time and then go in his office and say to him, "Look, I want to understand why you keep calling me the names you're calling me." I think in my eyes, it's bullying. Because I think in this day and age, you can't do that now. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you if you do that and then he comes out and says says something that you're not happy with, how would you then react if, if it says, well, I'm calling you... Say, for example, he will say, yeah, I'm calling you that because that's that's who you are and you need to be quicker or you need to be sharper. But even though yeah. you're scoring the goals, if it said something like that, what would you do? I, I don't... I, it's, a good, it's a good question because, like, again, during the age, I, I was... I was obviously a slim. I was slimmer. I was fit. Because Something. playing for Mickey Adams, you were never not... You were never not fit. Doesn't matter if you were playing or not. The amount of running you used to do, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably take it more on the chin. I would say if you sit there and says, "Well, yeah, you're scoring, you're doing this, you know, but you're old up play, poor." I'd yeah. been like, "Okay, I'll go. I'll go work on that." Yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean? I'll go out and, and I'll improve and and all that. Because I know at the beginning of my career, I always felt that was one of my worst things was my old up play. Now it's one of my main things because of other managers have come up and spoke to me. They're a tough touch, you know. Jeez. Magic. Do you, do you know, like, do you know, other managers come up and turn around and goes, you're good at doing that, but you need to improve your hold-up play because it's all right scoring, yeah. but you're, you're costing us two goals because it's coming from... And football's not just about the end. It's about the first phase of play. If that yeah. phase of play, first phase of play comes in and I'm not getting hold of it, I lost it, bang, up the other end, they go and score. Nine times out of ten, oh, the defenders haven't done their but main reason is because I haven't held that ball up up front. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if he if he come up and turn around and spoke to me that when he said that, then yeah, I I had a two keep no problem whatsoever. But 
I think also as well, going at that time, let, let's not get it like twisted. Loads of things were going through my head. Like I was like, "Am I just being stupid?" Like I went talking about that's how I felt him bullying me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was thinking, "Am I being stupid? Am I overreacting?" I, I, like, like there's loads of so you just. I think that was the main thing is because I just never knew what what to expect. Never knew what was going on, and I was going in every day wishing I wasn't there. Wow, because I didn't know what was going. I didn't know that what was going to happen or what was said. That must not be a good place to be in. No, no. In that you love you enjoy to then waking up and thinking, shit, I have to go and train today. Yeah. That must be a horrible place to be in. Because the players, in terms of the players, the players were like, not got a bad way to say about any of the players when we were there. Like say, like, I first like Tyler, when he was born, I was 17, so I was in the youth team. And this is another instance where I'll go from with the Mickey Adams story, actually. And I remember saying like, like all oh, lads would go like, congratulate Joe Anion. He brought me a, he brought, he brought me a cot. Like, yeah. you know, you know, and someone else brought in this baby thing. So it like a baby rocker. And they brought in the youth team in the youth team locker room and put it there for me. So I brought it there and I was like, I like, gobsmacked, like loved it. Mickey Adams come in and goes, what's that? I said, like, oh, I'm having a baby. He was like, are you taking a, what are you having a baby? You don't want to do that and all that. And I just think, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. 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 And that's, so that's the, that's then when I've always had that bad hip. So anyone who sits there and says, oh, he's not a bad guy, to me, always will be because of them comments, you know what I mean? Did he yeah. ever praise you in any way? Did he ever give any positivity out at all? Not not that I can... I think there was one, uh, like one time... N- not not really. Uh, one time, sorry, that I can definitely remember. And, uh, I think we played Rotherham in the reserve, reserves and I scored. And he, and he did, and he was like, oh, you just ended that that, that, that lad's career, like, and I thought, oh, bloody hell, that was the only time I could ever remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, like, it definitely, the bad times did, were under, like, that sense was 90, 90%, 90% better than the 10%. Still, just because he said one thing here and there and there, still never made up for all the, yeah, the, like, uh, the other things that I went through uh, during that time, Mark. Monty, have you ever had any kind of bad feelings of where, like other clubs where you've been and you thought, oh, fuck's sake, mm-hmm. you know, don't want to go today because of that what, twat? Yeah. I've always been, <clears throat> I will say when I first went to Oldham, yeah. right, and obviously we had a new, so the manager that took me there um, ended up obviously losing his job after obviously that. Near, near towards the back end of the season because we weren't doing as well. Yeah. And he come in and I had a year left and he judged me straight away for the walk, the way I walked. Huh? So what I'm the fuck? Angry, I'm quite tall. Oh, yeah. I look lazy. I'm quite like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he just said to me, look, you basically like, you're not my style of player and I think you're not you've not even like seen me training yet like he said yeah you know what I'm putting you on a transfer list and that was the first time I saw like experience like not sort of being wanted and appreciated yeah yeah mainly due to the fact that I walked different to someone else yeah that's but then I went into pre-season like with that in the back of my mind I've been told to leave so obviously I've got to get myself as fit as I can but once it just became about myself, you get me? It became about me 
against myself, not what he said, not what he said. Yeah. And I was still young as well. So I was thinking, well, I'm in, I need to enjoy my football and put what he said in the back of my mind, train, train, train. And he came back, he came back literally after a week and said, you know what, I've changed my mind. You're not leaving. If someone wants it, they're going to have to pay. So he was like, one minute. So I was basically in the process of moving and getting another club and speak to my agent and then, I can leave on a free to then this club being told, no, he can't leave on a free because he's staying here. Yeah. And the only time I didn't feel wanted and, but I had to change, like made my own luck. Yeah. But obviously it's different to what Ant's experience you get because a different type of manager, a different say generation to the manager that I had, because my, the manager I had obviously wasn't as brutal as that. It was more like, I don't like your style. So you're going to have to yeah, yeah. names. He never basically like made me feel a type of way in front of players. I, I just think, I just think with all that on my end, I just, I just, I would have liked to have just been, t- instead of being constantly critical or like name calling or, and it's so petty, isn't it? When I'm saying stuff like that, yeah. but it's just, it's the na- constant name call and all that kind of, I'd have just liked to know where I stood and just, just speak to me like a man. I, I, I know I was like 15 and get caught 80, but treat me still like a, a man instead of a, of a kid. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, and just, just I would be on it or just tell me if it, or if, like I just said earlier, if that was the way you wanted to motivate me, because it has been from the stories of being told, that is the way you motivate some people. That wasn't for me, but it doesn't, you don't treat everybody the same. And that's for your stuff. Everyone's different. And like this, and I can experience this on a Sunday morning. Managing Sunday football for me has been the biggest learning curve ever because I, I can understand how some managers are now, like, I know I could turn around and I could say Betty, for instance. I know he, he loves a tackle. Like, he, that's what he's always done. I'm known at him for giving away fouls and all that kind of thing. But am I going to take that out of his game? Right, if you keep doing that, I'm not going to play you. Or do you get what I mean? Like, and the managers do do that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. I'll still say, and I've said it to you plenty of times, stay on your feet and like that. It's a don't. Don't do that there. Yeah. But then I would not then berate him and go, what a dick, what a pretty isn't it? And yeah. Football's about, the most fingers in football is about expressing your feelings. Your best players, you're getting out by letting them express yourself. Understand the discipline side of it and all that kind of thing. Because discipline in football is is key to winning things also. But you've got to allow them have that little bit of freedom as well of going, I just never thought I had the freedom under him to, no. Go out and express yourself because I was always dead afraid of making a mistake. And that's yeah. the worst thing, you know. Like in football, we say football is a sport where you are going to make mistakes. You are yeah, yeah. only and I will relate football to life, right? In life, if your life is so smooth and everything's going so well. At what point do you feel like you're growing? Because you've not had a little stumble, you've not had a little setback, and you've not been given a time to reflect and reevaluate the journey and the route you've taken to think, you know what, I need to slow down. But if everything's going so smooth, and in football as well, if everything's going so small in the minute yeah, yeah. you hit that bad patch, you're going to feel like you're stuck. And so... I'm glad we're talking about this because obviously even for fans, football fans and everyone, 
understand that footballers do make mistakes. And if you're yeah, yeah. going out there and have the fear of making a mistake, you're not going to get the best out of them because they'll be no. hiding from the ball. They'll be hiding from that tackle. They'll be hiding from taking that shot from that pass. Yeah, uh, definitely. And if I only saw, I, I am, on, in terms of a person when it comes to playing football, I, I'm not, a, I, I say I'm not a perfectionist. I am a perfectionist and all that kind of, but I am, sometimes I can be like, moon say, listen, you know, like pass the ball, do it or do that. And and like, I, I get that sometimes some people, it, it is all, but I'm the first one there to congratulate or, or, or like give compliments and all that kind of thing when, when, when it is. So like with myself, I am odd, but like with, in terms of my mouth and like, yeah. do, do, like when I say to Biddy, like, why, why are you like, stop sliding, stop doing this, stop doing that. But, I also would be the first one to congratulate and and on all that kind of thing. Um, so it, it it's about balance, isn't it? At the end yeah. of the day, it, it is. You're just asking the fair reflections. Give out what you what you receive. We all love we all love being praised. Every single body loves being praised. But if you keep praising somebody, and then when you do criticise them, you think. Bloody hell, yeah, 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 I need buck up now. Or, so yeah. then, do you get what I mean? But then people sit there and go, when I'm talking about the Mickey Adams instance now, but he kept criticising, kept criticising, kept criticising you. And then when you did one thing, it made you f- feel good. I was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. I understand that argument. But there's yeah. a difference in criticism than being personally attacked. Yeah, You can't call me a fat bastard <laughs> of all this or that and then expect me to be happy when you go, oh, well done. Like that, it doesn't work like that. I'm talking about personal attacks. Yeah, personal, emotional, mental bullying. Yeah, because I would, I, I, I would, everyone's different, obviously, but I, could, I can't imagine being called something like that. Oh, Monty, you skinny bastard, you little. And I'll be going home thinking I need to bulk up. I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to get stronger. I need to. You get me? That is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mentally, and, that would kill you, man. And the one thing that's the, I just never understood because I wasn't, I was, I wasn't even weight. I don't get it. I was never, I was never, I was never chubby or thingy as a kid. Like what I'm now, never was. Yeah. I just don't think I ever recovered after that from it mentally. Like, do you know what I mean? It was a massive, massive thing. It just, just think, it just made me hate football. Do you think that's what? That's the main stem. Then that's where it stemmed from. Definitely. Is that, is that where your mental health began then? The, the poor mental health side? I think I'd always... Possibly, yeah, but also as well, you have to give it in terms of like uh, how you like grew up, like yeah. growing up where we did, um, like obviously a rough council estate and all that kind of thing. Like yeah, seeing what I've seen, my dad had been in prison and I wrote, like from, I'd never met my dad until later on in life and now obviously he's a... You know, he take he take me everywhere, follow me up and down my country. He's like my idol, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dad being in prison, seeing my younger brothers getting stabbed and all that kind of thing. So I've always had yeah. that. There's always been like trouble. I've always like been involved in trouble. Like, do you know what I mean? So I think from a young age on that set, that's probably never helped. And yeah. my, my, my mindset is the way, like the way it is. And always angry, just always, always been an angry kid. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, you feel like the world's on your shoulders. So obviously on top of that, when you're supposed to go to work and you've got it at work as well, because even though it says football, it's still work. Yeah, yeah. It just, I think that's probably then you just take on too, just too much. And that's probably what, like I say, in the end, I, we had um, Dartford in the FA Cup and I just I just said, I'm not going. 
I went down Naughty United to my friends, what uh, went in the bar in there. Never drunk, didn't drink at the time. Yeah. So I went there. I didn't drink for a long, long time. Um, because I never drunk when I was growing up. I just never, obviously, me. Love my mum to pieces and that, but seeing like we drink with what happened with her because she, I mean, mum obviously had tried like overdose loads. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, seeing that as yeah, a kid, yeah. over a drink and all it just put me away from it. Do you know what I mean? As well, so it was always angry, but it, it obviously stems from the upbringing also. But my mum and that were love them to pieces, she'd give us everything she could. Yeah, you know, my dad, my dad obviously was in prayer, but again, you no know, one come out, was never, never let me down or anything like that. It, it just probably come from come from that as a kid like kid like so like with my other brothers like the being like all be i haven't been in prison but the rest of them have do you know what i mean yeah that's nothing against our, yeah. our parents because they're brilliant parents it's just sometimes that's the life you live in yeah yeah no you know um in regards to i didn't know this part of your life and and it sort of makes me think now in regards of your footballing career in when you was at a professional club and the way you was being treated and experiencing the things you were experiencing at home to then going to a football club and being treated the way you were treated, do you think you needed someone to sort of actually put their arms around you and make you feel like this is different to what you're seeing at home and you're going to be able to achieve what you want? Yeah. So we're here to support you. We're here to give you that. Steve Ben. Steve Bear at Kedemans did that. That's why I love my time there. Do you yeah, think say, say, at, at Vale would would could you maybe taken a different path in your career? But I I'd I'd think so, yeah. I, I think one of the main I think also as well as as I left, as I turned around and spoke to him and says obviously I want to leave, he like my contract, paid my contract off. He didn't have to. So the one thing I'll say is I said to him, I'll leave no more and don't want money. And he was like, no, we're going to pay your contract off. So they paid me contract off at Christmas. The week later, he left. Oh, fuck. Devastated. He went, he went Sheffield, um, Sheffield United as manager. Sammy Moores, who was in the youth team with, was never getting a sniff. A week later, Jim Gannon, that come in. And people say what they want about Jim Gannon. I never met him. But from what I'm saying about the youth team, a lot of the youth players started playing there, giving them a chance. Wow. So obviously then you can imagine how my head was. <laughs> well, I couldn't have waited, but I couldn't have waited a week. I didn't know he was going to get the job, but no. that's just how, that's just how mad things in life go. If maybe if it was a week later, I was, maybe it was a week. I was a week from a different career. Let's put it that way. Maybe, maybe. Does that always play on your mind as well? Or is it one of them things that you've kind of, just kind of got on with now. No, I've got on with it. It did yeah. at the time. Believe, believe you me, you imagine that leaving, that going there, and then seeing like that happen a week later, and then you, you're looking in. Sammy Morsey's playing, not got a sniff, then plays away at Burnley in the League Cup. Yeah. <laughs> or Christian Cox, who was, who was in the youth team a year below me, comes on away at Crew. Never, never even got a squad number. Then all of a sudden, comes on away. So it's little things like that you think that could. But then again, we all experience them things. On yeah. Life. It's just I, I'm just talking as a perspective. Maybe that that's it was a week. It was just a week. It was a week difference. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. But but it was the best decision I made as well because I didn't want to be there. Because I. I how do we know we'd have got the job if I stayed? It, it was just—it's just you just overthink and overplay them things yeah. in your head, don't you? 
Yeah, I think everyone's guilty. Everyone's guilty of overthinking the past things that they have done and could have changed definitely. But at the end of the day, you can't, mate. We, no, no, definitely, yeah. We can't, can't change it. One human being that would say, "I've never done that." Yeah. I don't think there's no, not one out there that can actually put a hand up or even in the comments and tell us that you've never done that. Yeah, <laughs> drop, yeah. Them, drop them in the comments. <laughs> let's see, let's see if you've, uh, if there's anyone out there that's disagrees. That's and it's like, yeah, perfect. It says you just, you do, you just wish you had that. Like you do overthink. Like, was I overthinking all that stuff that was going on? I probably might may have been. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you just can't help. The, that's how your mindset, what that is or was at that time, and just like I say, just that's how it was. And then, uh, yeah, you had a. Did you have a season with Leek and Newcastle? I, I spent all the season. I left when I left Port Vale. I went to Leek. Um, yeah. The thing was, obviously, I got paid off. The only, like the good thing, I got paid off. Then I went to Leek on the same money. Oh, nice! Yeah. So that was kind of a, like a nice cushy thing. Neil Cox was a manager who played in the Premier League and all that kind of thing. Br- brilliant bloke. Lo- love my time under him. Yeah. Um, then he ended up leaving. Um, so then the season after I went to Newcastle Town for half a season uh, under Kyle Diskin's dad, Don, John Diskin. Yeah. Uh, they just lost all the players. So he, he put together like a young, young side and it, it excited me. Like seeing like I was going to be playing with players who'd just been released from likes of Stoke and all stuff like that. But also it had a mix of me, me mates in and we were all similar age. The one thing going to that Castle team is I wasn't going to a team that were full of men. I was get, even though, there was a few we had like David, Dave McPherson, and all that who were the experienced who just added the icing on the cake for that side that we had. Yeah, and it was it was a good it was very it was a good thing for me. I signed a contract on 120 pound a week, uh, less money than I was on at Leek, but it was just the fact that it was a contract. It was guaranteed money every week, whether we played or not. It was under a bloke who I knew because I grew up with Kyle. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just, and again, he was, he was, he was one of them managers who was hard, but fair, which, which what I always wanted, because at times he could, he could be, a, he could have been, he was a horrible bloke, but in a good way. Yeah. So I remember scoring two, one game and he, and like his team talk was, oh, you think you've done, cause you scored two, but you should have done this. You should have done that. You should have done that. You frustrate me so much. And I was like, <laughs> okay. That, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll prove you wrong. Whereas yeah. under the other circumstances I was with before, under at Vale was it was just constantly being put down, never being told what I should do right. Yeah. At least I was getting constructive criticism. And then when I did well, he put things in the paper saying what a wonderful like player I was. So and it was no wonder I'd gone from that then scoring thirty three goals by uh, Christmas. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that, that's, that balance, that's how I. That's how I ended up getting the move to Kidderminster from it. Because playing under someone like John Deskin, who was a fitness freak, but also knew how that new football because he played at a good level himself. Yeah. It, it was just it was just a perfect thing for my career then at that time. Yeah. You had you had three seasons with Kidderminster, didn't you? Yes, I did, yeah. Yeah. The first year I signed, um, I scored I think they signed me for like seven grand it was. So office I said four. Yeah, I was call, call, calling myself to my mate's four figure Malbsy. Thought <laughs> 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 I was the top boy getting that with. 
worth money, I am, boy. Four-figure <laughs> mouths, you know what I mean? Um, but going into... But it feels like the truth... Like, the thing was, like, I was very sceptical about going the night before. I remember staying with my dad's. And I said to my dad's, I was like, I don't want to sign. My dad was like, what do you mean? So I said, I don't want to go back into pro football. Yeah. I, I, I just don't want it. And my me, me dad had to taught me to do it, like, like saying everything, like, what happened before, don't work, do you know what I mean? So I was this close of actually not going not through going. with it. Yeah. yeah. You was living that experience again. Yes, yeah, that's why it is. That's why it's all come from that, yeah. So I was that close of not doing it. And if it wasn't for me dad, I, I wouldn't have. Wow. But it was the best thing that I did do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, I, I love my time there. Yeah, I'd say the first season was 2011. Yes, I signed yeah. in this February, I think. Yeah, uh, played 17, scored eight. Yes, yeah. And then the season after was 46, ni- 46 apps, 19. And then the final one was 33 apps, uh, six goals as well. So that that one, that season, the, the season before the first, when I got, got the nine, um, I got nine, like 19 league yeah. goals and 46. Um, obviously, I got 20, 20 plus during the season. Australia's always got, got that in. Don't forget me, year, me get FA Cup goals and that. Oh, yeah, Australia. Yeah. I don't like the FA Cup. I'm joking. <laughs> when you were at Kidderminster, 2012, and what did you say? Say that again. What year was this in? 2012 and 2000. 2000 I think that was the 2012 13 season when, because I got in, t- we finished second, we lost in the playoffs. Um, it was a year we it was a, it was really really strange because the first five games of the season we lost all five. Wow. The second the second five we drew. We were bottom of the league after ten games. Then we went on this run where we um, we our form was because we went on the BBC towards the end of the table. We were I think it, it was us and Bayern Munich. So it was Bayern Munich in the midst of and all of you <laughs> had the best form. So we had like a big thing over it, and we just went. We'd like win nine games on the trot, then we drop a point, then win another nine on the trot, like do like do that. Yeah, yeah. We ended up getting all the way. We got top of the league. Um, and I'll never forget I'd said the story before. We we were we went top and Mansfield had a game in hand. Um and I remember I was down power league with my mates and and I was looking on my phone and Mansfield were losing to Mansfield were drawing to Hereford 90th minute. Yeah. And I was like saying to my mates, I'm I'm gonna be I'm going to be back in the football. I can't believe it. Next minute to turn Luke, 94th minute, Mansfield scored, made it 2-1. Oh. So, they, so they went top by a point going into the last game of the season. Their wow. last game was Wrexham. Wrexham were in the playoffs. So Wrexham rested all the players, rightly so. Yeah. They couldn't go up. They couldn't yeah. go out of the playoffs. Played a second string. We played Stockport. We beat, we, it was here. Stockport uh, went down. Uh, we we beat them five 0 like we relegated them, but we finished second and lost in the playoffs to Wrexham. So what? That was the conference. So was there only yes. one, one team that goes up automatic? The team who win it goes up automatic. Then like second to fifth were playoffs. Ah, but right, like yeah. that team that we had at that time at Kidderminster, it was it was just it was like it was magic, like. The um, the teams we were coming up against we were, were beating Luton's away. You know what I mean? Like, like it's always like I sit there and say things like Monty. You can say this yourself. Like, as a lad, knowing that I've been to places like Luton, I've scored because like, they're a, like they're a big club. You know what I mean? Especially in the conference. Yeah. 
Yeah. 10,000 stadium full being there, scored, scored the winner there, scored at Grimsby, scored it all over. Do you know what I mean? So nobody can ever, ever take that away from me. I played in front of thousands. I've scored in front of thousands and there's no, there's no experience like it other than your kids in the, in the life that you can say, wouldn't wouldn't you agree, Mont? Yeah, no, that's so right, man. Even like, when when I'm watching football and you, you see teams that I've played against, whether that's in League Two or League One, yeah. playing like in in the Champ or even like, like Sheffield United, for example. Yeah, back in 2012, when I think I played against them for Oldham and the likes of like Preston in League One. Yeah, yeah. And then you see them doing so well, and then these, and then when you play at them stadiums as well, it's like, oh, it's mad. We we got we did the FA the FA Cup the season after, like um, we beat we played Peterborough the year the had we got to the like we got to the fourth round, played Sunderland away, but like played in every rat like doing that we beat Peterborough in the third round when they had Lee Tomlin, Britta Sombolongu, and all yeah, them kind wow. of players like like. Be- beating them at their on their part. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that thing going viral. I sent it in the menu, our football group chat uh, bid, where they took that free kick and it just hit the ball. Then it was just a big yeah, malay on the line yeah, kicking it. Like, yeah, yeah. How, how it went in, I don't know. But I remember because I was in the wall and that. And I remember turning around watching that. I was like, um, you just looking. Like, how didn't that go in? Like, yeah. you just see the fans boy going mad. And like, then you go to their place and you beat them at their place in their own back garden, knowing. If you won, you were playing Sunderland away. You were in yeah. the Prem. Gus Poyet was the manager at the time. Um, do, do you know what I mean? So the, all that experience yeah. and all and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was from then because the manager when we beat Peterborough it was Steve Beer, who had a big influence in my career. He got sacked after that. Did and he? That's when, yeah, and that's when mentally my head then just started to like deteriorating I just because he was kind of like the glue that was keeping me going do you know what I mean because he, he was always he was like a fa- like a father figure to me kind of yeah. thing yeah and and when he got sacked from Kidderman so then my head just went like it was just I didn't know what to do just didn't know what to do because he was the one who gave me that second chance and like really really looked after me do you know what I mean yeah mate, mate, he made you feel like a million dollars like yeah you he had that Go, right balance. You're going from that, say, played in every round, then all of a sudden this new manager comes in. We go Sunderland away, sat like, puts me on the bench, which is fair enough, I can act because we're going away to a Premier League club, so we want to play one up front. Yeah. Fine, no problem. Losing 1 0. Like, we, I, don't, I think we took like three, four thousand fans. They're all singing my name to come on. Because if anyone was going to score, it would have been me. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. How, that's that's how I was. That's my, that's how all strikers should feel. Yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. He, then he brings oh. on, then he brings on someone else called Santiago Eloy, who he brought in. Never, never played after that. Never seen him since. Went back. It just, just to basically screw the fans. That basically say, I'm the manager. Oh, like right, you yeah. don't tell me. Like, do you, like you want him on. I ain't, I ain't bringing him on. So there was like people like myself and Shay Dunkley who, who end up falling, not falling like the ones who were the scapegoats because we were the fans' favourites. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what it is like with some managers. Just they just do that. They just go against the fans. Say you're not in charge. I'm in charge. Just yeah. to kind of shut people up and put them in a the place, kind of thing. And so, it just never. I just never understood that. 
Yeah, you still get a lot of love from Kidderminster fans, don't you? Because I gave it when I was there, they knew that I give everything. Like yeah. that, that's the cut. Like I ran, I ran my heart out for that club. Do you know what I mean? Like I was one of them fans. Every time I scored, I involved them and in, in all that. Because that's the type of player I'm. I'm you see it yourself. I'm a passionate player. I'm a passionate guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, when it comes to football, I am passionate about it. So like I put everything on the line, and and they appreciated that, and they could yeah. see that. So that's why I was, I was that. I was probably too emotionally attached to him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and when that happened, and I didn't go, oh mate, it broke me. Yeah, but it, it broke it broke me honestly, and it was just it, that that was the start then of when I just started like locking myself in my room. It's because I live with my mum as well. Yeah. So I was like locking myself in my room, didn't want to speak to, I don't see anybody, and I just I was that in that mindset as every day, finish training, get on the train on my own. I just wanted to be on my own go in, go straight upstairs, bang, the door locked in my bedroom, lights yeah. out, just just feeling that. Play. But when I'm saying earlier, it, it, I was doing well. I was doing well. Like that season, because that's the season I only scored six, but I'd never played up front. Yeah. We, we changed the format. Like the season before, I, I ended up getting 20 plus goals playing up front. And the season after, because the one thing about myself, I, I'm an adaptable player. So yeah. I can play and a lot of positions. I end up playing in one of the three in midfield. So for getting six goals from midfield at that time, playing a new position that I'd never played. Yeah. I was having a good season. Yeah, that's really in good. That, in, in that sense, like, so yeah. I could just never, I just never understood it. And So was and it then, like a bit of a vicious circle of going training then going home and wanting to be on you? How long did that last for? About, it was a couple of months until I ended up like I broke down at trade. It was come to the point where I was like, I think the physio kind of caught a non because he like that mental health of depression at that time was it wasn't big one spoke about. You didn't dare say anything, do you know what I mean? To anybody, yeah, yeah. you imagine saying that, and but you imagine uh, this is how I felt, and this is how I'll always regard it as. And again, I don't mean to keep going back. You imagine me having to go to Mickey Adams, tell him how I felt, I'd been depressed and feeling like like all these thoughts and that. No, you just got, got laughed, laughed at. Yeah, I got laughed, laughed at, at mate. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it was that at that moment of time. So, like, the the physio, Gav Crow, who I'll, I'll owe everything to, he cottoned on. Yeah. Because I was coming up with excuses. I'm, I can't come in today. This has happened. Like, nothing. I just didn't want to be around anybody. I'd lock myself in my room, wait for my mum to go work and bang in the room. And I'd just, like, cry all day. Wow. Do you know what I mean? And and, he, and it was hor- it was horrible. And then he, he caught a non. He had me in his room. He pulled me in his office uh, in his physio room and said, "Like you tell me what's going on." Yeah. And then I just burst out crying. And then he helped me, got me in touch with the PFA, sorted out like um like psycho or whatever it was. I was going then going up to Manchester every day, uh, meeting in a hotel and just talking to this guy every single day. But yeah. I wasn't or stuff like that. I missed football. I didn't like didn't play for the last three months of the season because I was going Manchester every day. Wow! So this, so you went for therapy every day then in Manchester. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Wow! That's good at the PFA to sort that kind of stuff out. They were good. Yeah, that, that's the one thing. But I would never have known about anything like that if it wasn't for the physio. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like with him doing all that, uh, then then the manager we had at that time he ended up getting sacked <laughs> so we, then we had another manager come in who then wanted to be coming all through pre-season after everything that I got done Yeah, the manager who come in was Steve Bear's assistant so I thought it was Steve Bear's assistant before so I thought oh 
Right, okay, right. yeah, must yeah. be alright. He had me in all through the off season, knew everything that went on, but I don't think he knew. He didn't know everything that went on. Sorry, and then um, and when he must have found out, like they had me in, I was number ten. That was my number, my, my ten. And I remember coming in, looking, and he changed my number to fifteen. And Whoa. to other people, that might be small. Do you know what I mean? But how I was mentally fragile at that time. Yeah. I thought I saw him build myself back up, could want to be around people. I come in, speak to him, then saw my number was 15. I just went, just went back, straight back down again, gone. Yeah. Gone. Pat Tim paid me up, said I'd sign for Staley Bridge. And then just, I went to meet Staley Bridge, right? Because it was one of my ex players, Keith Bridge, who was at Kidderminster, who liked him. Yeah. I never wanted to go. Don't even know why I went. So I just went out of respect and he pulled the contract out on me in front and I wow. panicked, panicked. I was on my own. Still, I'm still only 21, 22, young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panicking. Didn't want to play football. I had in my mind I wasn't going to play again. Signed it. Panicked. Signed it. Got back on the train home. Crying my eyes out again on the train home on the way back. Wow. They're thinking, what have I done? And like there, but like the, like... Man. Going back to the Kidderminster thing with it, like um, Gary Wilde, he was like, he had me in all through the off season to get fit, and then it was three times a week. So I was coming in in the off season when it was our days off. Do you know what I mean? That and at the end, just says after everything that went on, found out, uh, we like we can go, mate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So all of a sudden, wow. you're going from being high to just low, so low, and it just that's again then just. Killed me off, killed me off. I'm speechless, mate. You know why? Because a lot of the times when we feel like that, or a lot of people feel the way you was feeling, something is happening that's not positive. There's nothing going there. But in your case, a lot was going your way in regards of obviously you had football. You Exactly. you, You were doing really well at the time. Good money, mate. Let's get it in I was on good money as well. Good so money. never had money problems. Didn't have a bill pay at home because I live with my mom. So not I had nothing like that where I had money troubles or I just cannot tell you now why I felt that way. And I was in such a bad, bad place, like crying every day. It was it was just it was just mad. Which is why we do what we do, man, and sharing these experiences and and different walks of life like your 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 hit like your story is amazing and to have had no problems financially to everything going perfectly well having everything that you want and you still somehow up here little brain of yours was doing a a madness that yeah oh and it's oh man I, i i actually don't know what to say man (laughs) <laughs> it's 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 just it is it's just mad, isn't it? Because <laughs> it's just mad because you just can't explain it. So I just remember, like after when I signed for Staley Bridge, I knew I I knew I messed up again. Yeah. The money, the money they offered, it, like it, but I, brilliant money, brilliant. It was never about the money. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I've been. I've, it was never about the money. It, it, it was just. Coming back, and I remember, and this is the worst thing that killed it off for me at Kidderminster. I love the football club. I love, I love like the fans. But when I rang up, needed help. They said they'd help me. 
And I was like, listen, I, I messed up. I shouldn't have signed. Like, I'm coming in Monday to to sign my contracts. So basically, this, the contract signed at Staley Bridge. I, I went there on the Friday. I signed Monday's date. So it goes for a at that. So when I rang up Kidderminster and said this, I said, obviously, I'm coming up Kidderminster to sign, like, uh, sign me release papers and all that. Yeah. Can you, can you like put the dates to the Tuesday? So like we contract them with Staley Bridge. I won't be going through like, oh, can you sort it that way? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. And I thought, thank God for that. I'll just, just go home now and just, just sort myself out. Yeah. Weekend. I I did something at the weekend. I had a really good weekend because I can remember it vivid as day. I was like, I went out with my mates. We went out for, I think that's the first time I started drinking. So we went yeah. out, we all had a few drinks and all stuff like that and had a really good you? weekend. Pardon? How old was you? 22, 23. Okay, yeah. Sorry. So that's fi- no, so right. That's the first time I'd ever started drinking. So even before, like, the dr- I'd never drank or anything. So that was never, so I could yeah. never, no one ever could sit there and say, well, is, was it the drink getting you down? No, because I didn't do anything like that. Yeah. So I started drinking. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, Come on the Monday, come up that they've been released, and Staley Bridge announced me. <laughs> oh, mate. Man, after I saw it like that, and I was just like, oh my God. So then all of a sudden you go back to being that. I'd rat like try to speak to Staley Bridge saying, I'm not playing, I don't play football. They were having none of it. They wouldn't release my contract. I was even saying, I'll sign something where I can't play for a year because I only signed a year contract. Do you know what I mean? That's how yeah. adamant I was of not playing. I had money in the bank. I was okay. I didn't need, didn't need it. So I said, oh, I'm not going to, and this is what May, May time, all in May, June, June, sorry, June time. Early. That was early in, in, into the season though, wasn't it? Well, yeah, it didn't even turn. It was, the, it was the end of the season before, but beginning of the next, it can't like in that, that I was like, I'm not coming. So then I just didn't, I didn't, didn't go, didn't, didn't play. Wow. I think I didn't play, didn't bother going. He was speaking to me every day. I was like, no, it's not, it's not me. I don't, I don't want to play football no more. I don't want to do it. I've just had too many bad experiences that it's not weird. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I then, though, pardon? I love it how from those experiences that you've had, you became to an extent mentally strong to know what you've wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for what you believed. That's yeah. amazing. Sorry, bro. I, I, I no, cheers. No, no, cheers, yeah. And then, it come to, so you bear in mind, and then it come to, uh, I think it was September time, October time. And then he rang me, um, Fernie. He, he was another one. I was at Kidderminster. He was a scout at Kidderminster. He was a scout. He was at our every own game, every game. Yeah. We were at. <laughs> he, said, he was our, he was a scout of the club. He was at every game we were at scouting the opposition. We played then for the next time we played him. <laughs> he was one of them. <laughs> he was one, but what a great bloke. He just went Staley Bridge. And he rang me up. He was like, like with Keith Briggs, he was like, I've gone as assistant here. Um, like, what's happening? Spoke to him. He said, just please come. And I thought, so bearing in mind, like June, July, August, I had four months of nothing. No football, nothing. And I thought, you know what? I'll go a training session. Yeah. They were full-time at that at that point, Staley Bridge I think they might be now still, but they were full-time. So I thought, okay, I'll go. Got the train up to um, Stockport because they trained at uh, Stockport, uh, Stockport Village. It's called it's like a little sports complex. It was really nice. So I thought, buddy, all these facilities, the, the facilities that they had were better than like a lot of a lot of pro clubs. 
just thought, okay, I'll give it a go. Trained. Then they were like, do you want to play Saturday? Oh, no. Like, Bloody hell, I haven't, <laughs> fucking, I, haven't, I haven't played it like, do you know what I mean? So I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. Didn't think I was going to start. Started in the FA Cup. Qualified third qualifying round. And Jot the worst thing, we played a team, Sheldon. We were in the Conference North. Sheldon were like below. There were a lot, a lot of leagues below. And we lost. <laughs> we lost to them. Travelled all the way up their place because they play up north. Oh, so straight away, as soon as I've come back, I was like, and like, because they must have been going through a bad time at the time, Staley Bridge must. So probably that's why probably why I wanted to play with it. Anyway, we lost. And I remember coming in the changing room and it just erupted in the changing room. Everyone kicking off. So again, as you can imagine, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I haven't, this is why I didn't want to put, do you know what I mean? Yeah, don't need this, this is, shit. I do not need this crap now. Like I, I got myself away from it all. But football, it's a drug, man. Like, you know, as much as I didn't want to play, I still, I'll tell everyone I didn't know I did. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you still got, like I said earlier, there's them, them little buzz and little things that you can only get from football. It doesn't matter what level you play at, you'll only get them things. There's nothing compared to it in life. So yeah. you kind of miss that. But, but the if probably if I come back and we won and, I, and the love, I mean, but then again, am I being too picky? Was I overthinking yeah. it? Am I being too... But that's how you think, wasn't it, at the time? Like, ah, thought, ah, I'll stick out with it, play the next game, scored. We lost again, but scored. Good. Then I'm thinking, okay. Then the game after that, we played, I don't think, who, who we played on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Gone. I mean, I was gone, mate. I, I hadn't had no pre-season. I was only training, coming back. I was dead on my feet. I was the worst player on the pitch. And by half-time, I, I asked to be brought off at half time. Yeah. I was, I was, I was so bad. I was killing the team and it wasn't fair. Yeah. And then come off and played another game after that. And I just knew we just, I think like we, we like knew it was just wasn't going to work out. Like I was just, I would, I, my head wasn't there again. It just wasn't right. It wasn't fair on Staley Bridge. It wasn't fair on me. It wasn't fair on anybody who, who was paying to come watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just wasn't ready for full-time football. And then we ended up coming to an agreement. Um, Pete Ward come in from Kids Grove, offered me part-time football at Kids Grove twice a week. Um, get paid with them. You haven't got to, have a, haven't got to get a job because you got paid with Kids Grove. You only train Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. We're sorted with Staley Bridge. Never looked back since, mate. Probably the best decision of my life. Yeah, so you've got, what, is this your record goal scorer, aren't you? Yeah, 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 all-time all, all top goal scorer, yeah. yeah so. that's, when and, I, that's, that's when I came across Ant-Man, my first yeah. game, pre-season game at Kidsgrove. See this number 10 up front, I'm thinking. Oh Big chubby lad. <laughs> I'm thinking, who is this number 10? Jesus. Did, did you and, get twisted up, Monty? Did you get twisted up? I know. I remember. I remember Monty twisting Desco up. You megged him in that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yes, you did. <laughs> he got hammered after that, mate. Honestly, everyone we came, he absolutely twisted him up. We drew one one as well. I scored. I think. Yeah. Was that the game I was, yeah. yeah, I scored. And I was, and I was thinking, man, this guy is sick, man. You need him at Vale now, don't you, mate? That's when when the lads. That's when I heard, obviously, part of your story in regards to. Mm. I think I think must have been Pope. I said, "Oh, and yeah, he used to be at Vale when he was uh, he was younger." 
and all that. But obviously, I never heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, personal things to you, and it's good to have. I was able to. We were able to listen to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's good, but like I say, like going from that all that to going into this part-time thing with kids growth, it was it was probably the, the thing that I needed more than anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it allowed me to. I wasn't there full time. I was only there for an hour on a Tuesday, hour Thursday, Saturday, play the game and go. I wasn't with anybody who were. Like I was with my mates, but like who were new through football. So and then I was with a manager ward who, who, who changed my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he 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 was another one like Steve Beer. He was just on. Oh, like he'd ring me every day. So I I just felt loved again. Do you know what I mean? And he, yeah. He, and he, and he is, and I'll always be grateful to him and Ian Cooper. I'll always be grateful for them because they they changed my life for the better. I was on my tablet. Like, I went through it again a little bit at the end of... It was nothing to do with football at the end of me, the end of Kids Grove. First season, I scored 42. I had a, right, I had a very good season. Like, I, like, do you know what I mean? I had all that. I had a very good season. I just thought... And then up going on these depression tablets. Yeah. And then when I went on them, the first time I ever took them before I had therapy to help get through. So people said this time at doctors, doctors tell me to take these. And that's when I end up piling the weight on, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I did, and I just never recovered from it, like put like getting it off. Yeah. Because I was but I never it got to that point in life where I was thought, well, I'm never, I'm never my decision was made. I was never going back pro. Never in a million years wanted to. Yeah. I was comfortable then. I was at the weight I am, I am now, where I am, I am over, like, should be overweight and all that, but I'm still football fit. I still score goals. I'm at the level of, do you know what people, I mean? Boy. So, I, I, yeah, do you know what I mean? Again, people. going back, using my weight as an advantage and all that kind of thing to hold the ball up and, and all that. And, and I'm happy. Yeah. And that's, that's all I am, is I am, I am happy and I haven't felt, you still get your days where you're thingy, but since oh, then I've God, never yeah, been. You know, but since then I've never, I've never I'm not depressed. Like, say I'm not depressed, but do you get what I mean? I'm not yeah. in that where I'm thinking, oh my, like, I'm in that mindset. Everything now is just, you know what I mean? I've got two beautiful kids, beautiful missies, a house, you know what I mean? Regular income. I've got everything that, 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 that I need. Yeah. But them, them experiences going through all of that would probably help me. Manage, like say, manage. That's why I love managing Sundays because it's just there's something I can't explain of winning things with a group of your mates or how close you get. You just can't explain. And the things that we did, like I took over a team called like we were called Sneak Green FC, so it was all my mates from school, you know, yeah. Oji, everybody like Oji and all them who Dan Oji so are my best mates. They weren't good enough to get in any other Sunday side. Yeah. That to other people they weren't good enough. So we thought we'll make a side together. I come from a good side and the other sneed, that Pope Popey sneed. I managed with him and they were a good side. Like, do you know what I mean? Like they were a very good side. One of the best in Stoke with six towns and, and all them and Charlie Fnave. And we made this team called Snee Green FC, started in division two, got to the Prem, only team in cause who, who, who we won division one. Won like every one twenty out of twenty, but we we, we were never battering sides. We were you come watch us. We were like we, we weren't good. <laughs> we weren't good on the eye, 
I was a manager, couldn't play. We ain't got to, but we were a group of mates that ran through a brick wall for each other. Yeah. And we end up getting to the cup final in the Prem, the most underdogs probably side ever, playing Charlie Fnave, one of the best sides. 2 0 down, five minutes go, win 3 2. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like playing Charlie Fnave, we were the best side, like one of the best side around. But I mean, it was just, I can just remember when we got that third goal. I just had a little, do you know, you're just running around and all that. You just take a little moment to take the thing in. Yeah. It's only, it's only Sunday league. Yeah. To other people, it was, it's only Sunday league. But I just took that moment to look around and just look who I'd won this trophy with. Yeah. Dan, Dan Hodgkiss, Adam Fredgold, Nathan Reese, Jack Arnold, um, Joe Gibbo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bento. Uh, groomy, like do you know what I mean? You're looking around and you're seeing these guys who you grew up with, who who bar groom groom has always been good, like bent mentor, but who who being told they weren't good enough for other teams, yeah. you wouldn't do nothing like that. And to sit there and win something with that, even though I've done what I've done in football, like I've been called up to England, being the conference team of the year, score goals for a foul. That moment then, I think that's when I realised in my life, I've everything that happened without sounding too emotional that happened for that reason there and that yeah. is mad to say yeah. that it was over a Sunday League trophy do you get what I mean? Yeah the small, the smallest thing became the, like, the biggest thing in your yes, life yes yeah and that's I think it was yeah, that man. moment then the Rob Thompson's Dan Malpa I can't forget people like I do all play like yeah, Kevin yeah. Lees oh my I could name them all but it was just that moment sit there and Luca we'd won it with and I'd just think wow, wow. Like, do you get yeah. what I mean and that's when I knew then that's when I knew yeah. So if so if you had some advice to say there's a young seventeen year old who might be listening to this and he's he's in an academy somewhere and he's he's not feeling it because of the manager or the coaching staff, it's not going right for him. What advice would you would you give to these kind of players? I'd definitely say try like go go in and, and talk. And just talk to somebody, whether that being a first team player or yeah. somebody who's in like who, who will listen, and then just also talk to that manager as well. Like, and and if you're not getting and he doesn't give you an answer, um, do what's best for you. Then, if you don't want to, I'd never sit there and tell somebody. I, I sorry, tell them what do because yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to do what. Is, is best for you at that time because it's all right sitting there and me telling you, well, you should do this, you should do that. But I don't know yeah. your situation that you actually, you don't know the full ins and out of things, do you? No, mate. But just please do what makes you happy. Yeah, as long as you're and, happy. And as long as you're happy. My advice would be as long as you're happy, go go do, the, do that. Still yeah. try it out, but like go talk to the manager and try to get to the bottom of it. Please don't go try and get to the bottom of it. But please be happy, like, be happy, like, do you know what I mean? Love it, man. All right, one more thing in there. Sorry. Go on, yeah. No, go on. Good advice, but also for listeners, for viewers, for everyone. You just listen to Anthony's advice about talking, be happy, what's more important in life, happiness, your own happiness. Apply these things in your day-to-day life as well. Yes. If you are going through anything, if you're struggling with something, find someone you can speak to and be open, be honest with yourself. And for those who are listening to these people speaking to you, just be kind and listen. Oh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Miles, it's been mint having you on today. That's uh, so I'm thanking you, boys. Honestly, yeah, thanks for your mate. time. What a story, man. Uh, 
I want nice. to thank want to thank everyone who's been watching, everyone who's listening. What do we say, Monty? We love them. We love you all. Love, 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 love. <laughs> Take care. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you. Take care, guys. Thank you.